Welcome to the Huff and Stuff podcast, where common sense is being brought back to our society one episode at a time. Relax. Turn your radio and headphones up. The show starts in three, two, one. Welcome back to the Huff and Stuff podcast. I am your host, Nick Huffstetler, coming to you from the Palmetto State, South Carolina. If you're a first-time listener, thank you very much for listening in. If you like what you hear, please share with your family, friends, and coworkers. You can hear us on Spotify or the Apple Podcast platform. That's where we can reach out for us to hear us on there. So again, like I said, if you like what you hear, please share the episodes as they become available. Uh, check us out on the Instagram page, Huff and Stuff Podcast. On there, I'll be posting the upcoming dates for the upcoming episodes, as well as the guests we'll be interviewing. Thank you very much for the continued support. Uh, we're on our second box of t-shirts. We're almost sold out of those. Still working on getting the cups made an official cup where we can try to get those out to you. So just bear with me on that. But again, I appreciate the episode, the support. Comments are being shown um, through message and everything supporting what we're doing here. So again, I appreciate what you're doing and sharing the episodes. And like I said, we're just trying to get the followers up. We're right at 220. And I think we've had almost 1300 plays and we started this about four or five months ago. So we're, it's, it's getting up there. So again, I appreciate your continued support. Um, little, not disturbed today, but, uh, last week, actually, matter of fact, it was yesterday. I was in a bookstore and I saw a book. It was one of their, uh, recent releases about uh, pretty much your gender identity, what kind of got me stirred up about this episode tonight. Um, my guest tonight is uh, very close to me, my brother-in-law, Timothy Ayers. I'll introduce you to him here in just a minute, but he will be my guest tonight. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into some current events recently in the news topics. We'll go ahead and get into those. Um, before we get into that, Timothy, thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks. Good to be here. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do. Uh, small business owner. Um, that's about it. Husband, father. Well, it's hunting season now, so you should be... Uh, right now, I'm a hunter, for sure. Right now, hunt, <laughs> definitely hunting. So appreciate that. Greater for love outdoors. Well, we'll go ahead and get this started off with you being an outdoors person. I know you fish and hunt. Recent... Uh, current event here bass tournament lake erie yep. uh, two two uh fishermen i guess who often compete in the uh sports um we're doing the weigh-in and found some weights <laughs> and some fish fillets in there uh what's your take on that yeah uh very interesting way the whole story went down um supposedly the guys had actually been cheating for several years um they were suspected of cheating everybody knew that they were doing it, but they couldn't prove it. And uh, finally, this tournament director decided he was going to cut them open and see what was inside the bass and or the walleye, actually, um, in this instance. But, the uh, yeah, they had almost one-pound lead weights shoved down these fish, fish fillets, all kinds of stuff in them. It was insane. I mean, the fish weighed about two pounds more than what they should have yeah, based yeah. on their size. So 
I mean, you got to give it to them. Pretty smart what they did. But watching the video, all those fishermen were pretty pissed off and they were about oh, yeah. to jump them right there on the dock. So it was uh, getting pretty intense there. If not for the tournament director, they would have probably gotten a mess beat out of them. Well, from what we know now, they had their first hearing the other day and they pled not guilty. I'd like to see what their uh, defense is, yeah. but uh, how do you think that's going to go? I don't understand how you plead not guilty when it's on video. <laughs> you know? I mean, I guess yeah. they're trying to claim somebody else stuff, the weights in there or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would say you're not guilty when it's all on video. <laughs> Maybe the fish didn't identify with, you know, that weight. Who knows? It's yeah, 222. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, interesting to see how that goes. Like I said, apparently they've gotten away with it quite a while, and who knows how much money they've gotten away with. So I think it's larceny charge, a couple other charges still pending. So interesting to see how that's going to go. Yeah, I know they, they had won a boat off of a tournament that they were accused of cheating in, so... Um, a lot of money, over $100,000 from what I heard. So, Pretty but, smart. Pretty smart. Uh, and that's been going on for a good while. Actually, the the whole tournament thing with cheating and everything, it's kind of been a big deal for a lot of years with guys sneaking. They'll set up a area that they can, you know, a cage basically that they can catch big bass in throughout the month, put them in the trap, and then go get them in the middle of the tournament and claim they caught them. You know, there's all kinds of ways they can cheat. Well, I'm sure it's the same with hunting. People exaggerate on the antler size oh, and, yeah. that, and, oh, the, yeah. and the size of all that, too. <laughs> so how do you think that can be prevented? My, I was thinking about it. I said, they're going to have to come up with an x-ray machine now, I guess, when they uh, weigh in the fish. Yeah, probably something, metal detector, something. To make it fair yeah. across the board. There'd almost be, you kind of have to do something because it, the way it's gone, I mean, these guys got away with it for years. There were guys, you know, there's another one, Mike Long. He got caught a couple of years ago. He was snagging bass, claiming that he was catching them, which is very illegal during the tournaments and stuff. I sure. mean, these guys, they, they have no regard for the law, so you're going to have to do something to prevent them, you know? Yeah. Very interesting to see what's going to happen with that. All right. Uh, other thing I've got, we saw in the news a couple of days ago, Paul Pelosi attacked in his house. Um, <laughs> from what we know, we know the election uh, midterms coming up November the 8th. We recently saw a couple months ago he was arrested for DUI. Now yeah. someone's breaking in his home. Um, looks like the police was called, dispatched out there. Um, the Apparently the attacker that came in there, uh, I think I'm saying that right. David DePope, 42-year-old white male, um, actually came in, according to the police, saying, where's Nancy at looking for her? She wasn't there. Um, however, they're saying Paul Pelosi was struck in the head one time. Um, I think he's undergoing surgery right now. Um, interesting times. I think Nancy finally released a statement, I think yesterday or today. Yeah, I think yesterday. So, um, what's your take on it? Man, I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some interesting stuff going on with the Pelosi family in general. But um, my biggest question is, how's he made all his money over the years? That's that's what I think we need to be investigating more than anything. But I mean, obviously, somebody, I guess, broke into his house. I don't know how somebody worth over two hundred million dollars doesn't have private security in their home. Yeah. But um, somehow this guy got in, hit him over the head. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions, though, because somebody else had to be there. Somebody let the police in. Um, they already said that. So, Well, I think they person? said when they got there, the door was open. I think he had forced entry in the back door. So yeah. um, they're trying to piece all the puzzle together. But like I said, it's interesting. All this happened so close to the election. And I guess we'll find out more about who this guy was. Apparently, 
kind of nudist part of yeah, a nudist colony or yeah, something. something about the green party which yeah. is very far fringe left and nudist and all kinds of stuff <laughs> but yeah. i hope paul pelosi makes a full recovery i mean lord knows Nobody wants to get hit over the head with a hammer, no, you know? No, no. 82 years old, he's still surviving. He's got a hard head, so uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. All right. Um, I guess this could go one of two ways. We saw last week uh, Elon Musk takes over Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not an expert on this. I can't speak for him. I think he's kind of laid middle ground, not conservative, not Republican, not Democrat, kind of in between. Um I know there was discussions of him buying it several months back, and then there was some kind of, uh, I don't know if it was a lawsuit. They tried to go after him legally, but I think right. he ended up paying $44 billion, I think what it ended up being, for the company. And uh, there's rumors going around that he fired some of the higher-ups the very first day he got in there and started cleaning house. So it could be a win-win for First Amendment. I know a lot of people have been banned. I know with the political elections coming up, people were very concerned about that as far as being silenced. We're seeing them. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, if your beliefs and ideologies doesn't fit the current status, you'll be banned 30 days, and it's more about people's opinions. So this could be possibly a win-win. He seems to be leaning more towards the right at this point, I, I, I believe. Um, you know, people change over the years. Uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good thing in the end. Um, I kind of worry about what the direction he went right before the weekend. Obviously, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, so we'll see Monday how everything shakes out. But Friday, basically, he came out and said that he wasn't going to unban anybody until he got a bipartisan committee, whatever that means, you know, together. So I kind of want to see what he does with that. But when you have an election in a week, you know, people's voices need to be heard. And if you're shutting out news organizations and stuff right before an election, you've got to open that up immediately. You can't wait on somebody to decide on whether yeah. or not they should be unbanned or not just unban them yeah and um we're seeing recently too i know um joe rogan recently interviewed mark zuckerberg hmm. uh with facebook and he was pretty much pretty much said that uh fbi told him not to post anything and yeah. kept that whole thing with the biden son um under under wraps pretty much so uh I don't know. Like I said, I've already said it one time in the podcast. I was reading Graham Allen's book, and he said, you know, the the people we should fear the most are the people who own these big tech companies yeah. because of, they can silence a president. Those are pretty powerful people in those oh, yeah. positions. So, you know, um, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, you know, some of the stuff will be lifted as far as what can be posted and people expressing their opinions, which is our First Amendment right on a lot yeah. of this stuff. So interested to see what happens with that. Um, next thing I had here was the New York Supreme Court ruling. Um, from what the research I've done, I know we talked about it before we started recording, but I guess there was right at 1,700 city employees who were um, fired for not taking the vaccine mandate. And the uh, New York Supreme Court was saying, no, they need to be uh, reimbursed their back pay and need to be hired again because clearly the evidence has shown just because you get the vaccine is not going to prevent anybody from getting it or, or, or not getting it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I do think it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court before it's over with um, because obviously there's more than just, you know, New York City. It's a lot of cities. It's even the U.S. government, you know, has, has tried to do this. And 
clearly it's unconstitutional. You can't tell somebody what they can and can't put in their body. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people try to equate this to like the vaccines that you give for kids. Well, that's still voluntary you yep. know, to this point. So don't, you can't equate those two. Um, but yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to have to decide, do you have full body autonomy or not? Because that's what it, that's sure. what it boils down to. Sure. And you know, we, um, we've talked about it before here. I know last year, some of our city employees were faced with that mm -hmm. too. They were trying to force that mandate and, you know, telling them that they couldn't go up for promotions, couldn't have take home cars and eligible for pay raises. And, you know, we see where that got us. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting cause you know, New York's pretty much been a primarily blue state. And I think one of the, uh, main, uh, people leading this up was a Republican. So, Maybe it's taking a turn. We'll see here. I hope so. Hopefully. I think New York's going to take a turn before too long. I hope so. Losing people like crazy to red states, so they're yep. going to have to change something. Well, I'm going to ask you this. I've already asked everybody I've interviewed the last couple podcasts. What, what's your uh, predictions for November the 8th, good or bad? I think it's going to be really good. I really do, especially right now with, with what's going on. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff coming out about candidates. I know I just I read one just the other day where – um, actually, it was this morning I was reading, there's a Congress congressman, he's actually already a congressman running for re-election, and his ex-wife, he's neck and neck in the polls with his Republican challenger, and now all of a sudden his, his wife comes out saying that he tried to get her to sign an NDA over a cheating scandal mm -hmm. um, that he had had. He had had an affair for like a decade. He tries to get her to sign an NDA saying that they're going to fine her if she says anything about it. And so I, the Democrats right now are just shooting themselves in the foot more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, situations like that, like th that can really swing an election really fast. And if it's neck and neck, suddenly, you know, that changes it by one or two percentage points. It's yeah. going to swing Republicans. So I think there's a lot of races. There's a lot of surprises, October surprises, whatever you want to call them that are coming out right now that yeah. have really, really helped Republicans a lot. And, uh, you know, it's, me or Mr. J and I talked about it, you know, they're grasping at straws now. They're yeah. trying to buy votes with this college, you know, paying yeah. for the college. We're seeing gas below $3 a gallon right here. It got above, I know I saw it right above three the other week, but it was down to two ninety nine the other yeah. day. I said, they just and grasping at straws. Well, and that's all because Biden's releasing out of the strategic oil reserve, which is complete stupidity to yeah. do that right now, especially with Russia on the horizon and everything going on out there. They want to talk about a war, but yet we're getting rid of our oil reserves. It's not smart. Well, what's funny to me, too, is, you know, Democrats now are praising the work of the police with Paul yeah. Pelosi and all that. But for years, you've been singing defund the police. We need less law enforcement. But whenever it comes to your family members getting assaulted, getting burglarized, it's now, oh, the police done great work. Let's praise the police. We need it's not defund the police. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, uh, there was actually supposedly a memo that came out. I heard the other day um, there was a memo that came out during the election, you know, further out that. Basically, they were saying that the whole defund the police thing was horribly bad for them. Yeah. And they needed to change that narrative because it was not going to win them elections saying right. to get rid of police in these areas. So I think that's a lot of it, too. They're realizing that was a losing thing for them. So they yeah. have to change it. And, you know, uh, you know Mr. Jay 
we've talked about it before too, but people tend to generally vote their wallets and pocketbooks. Right. And right now, everybody's getting hit pretty hard financially with every the inflation, the interest rates on houses, the food market. I yeah. mean, everything's gone up. It's not just gas. It's everything. From the food, you go to the grocery store. I know when I used to pay a hundred dollars, is now about a one fifty, one sixty for what oh, I used yeah. to get. Everything's gone up. Yeah, everything's so much higher than it was. You know, just even the beginning of this year, you know, stuff has has gone up exponentially. So yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a vote with people's wallets, and I don't see that turning out good for the Democrats at all. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Interesting, like I said. Uh, I've told you all before, go out and vote. It's your right as a citizen of this country. Go out and vote. Um, you know, your vote matters. So November the 8th coming up here in a, a couple weeks. So like I said, get prepared for it. Start uh, doing your research on these candidates and uh, go out there and vote. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic today. Like I reiterated in the beginning, I was at a bookstore uh, yesterday and I've seen more and more books. Um about pronouns, uh, he, she, we, them. Um, Timothy and I both subscribe to the Daily Wire. If you don't, I suggest you subscribe to the Daily Wire. They have a lot of good conservative news on there. Um, pretty non-biased, you know, the people that are on there. They've, you know, got Jordan Peterson, Matt Walsh, um, Candace Owens, people like that who are a voice, a uh, conservative voice for the Republicans and um, very well educated, intelligent, articulate, all of them, and, and can articulate things very well. So a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, Timothy suggested that I were, uh, watch a documentary that Matt Walsh did was What is a Woman? Um, watched it. Uh, first impressions is you, you might want to go hide in the basement with your kids <laughs> once watching that. It's about a good hour and a half documentary. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you subscribe and watch it because it's very eye-opening um, to some of the stuff that's going on in our world right now, especially in the education system. And I know Courtney with Moms for Liberty, we talked about that and some of the stuff they're teaching, but they are pushing this really hard, this gender identity, transgender movement, and uh, very disturbing. What was your first impressions of just overall watching it? <laughs> kind of the same thing. Holy cow. Um, you know, I mean, back when we were in school, none of this was a thing. And I mean, you know, we both graduated in 06 that, you know, kind of dating us a little bit. But, like, you know, that's not it was nothing was taught like that when we were in elementary school, not even close. Right. So this has all happened within the last couple of decades entirely really the last decade yeah and uh just the thoughts of kids learning uh, explicit things about sex in the classroom from teachers i just it blows my mind that people would still be leaving their kids in those schools and you know it's it's a shame and sad that we even have to have discussions like this yeah. i mean it's here we are in our early 30s and having discussions about what is a male and what is a female mm. it's um yeah, I, I, I was I was speechless when I got through watching it because, you know, he, he does a good job being very diversified in who he interviews on that. I mean, he he even goes clearly across the country to another continent and starts just asking random citizens about can men be women, women be men. And they just have this puzzled look on their face. They're like, what are you talking about? They're scared to answer more than scared to answer. Yeah. And some of these, you know, high profile doctors and and. Uh, Congress people having interviews with them and it's just they're dumbfounded and are too scared to even say what a woman is. Right. 
Um, it's very disturbing. Um, what else did you take from it? I know we're kind yeah. of going back and forth over it, but what's your take <laughs> on it? Yeah, I know. I mean, the biggest thing to me was, you know, obviously he goes over to Africa and they're all, you know, what are you even talking about? What is transgender? What is all this stuff? And it just goes to show, you know, the society that we live in here, it's, it's so, it's so pampered. We don't have anything to be, you know, these people, these are tribesmen going out. They have to have literally go out and kill their food, right? you know, to survive. We think it all comes from a grocery store now. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we don't have anything else to fight about other than this weird fringe stuff now. So that that's what we're going after, you know? Well, another thing that it's not just this transgender movement on there, um, Courtney and I talked about it too. There's this new group of people called the furries and he interviews this guy who identifies as a wolf and, and claims that he can speak with wolves and identify with wolves and know their language. And, you know, when Matt Walsh asked him, can you give us some of those, (laughs) can you, can you speak some wolf tours or whatever? Of course he declined. He was going to refrain from that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Courtney and I talked about it as well, but, there was a uh, teenage girl over in Australia who identified as a cat in, in a school, and the school accepted it, you know. And it, we live in a free country, but at the same time, the crap that they're showing and wanting us to believe should not be forced on anybody's throat, and we shouldn't have to accept that. Yeah, it's delusions. And, I mean, that that's, that's the biggest thing. All of this stuff is classified as you know, a mental disorder and we're just supposed to accept it like it's an actual reality Yeah. when it's not, you know, it, yeah. it's still a mental disorder. You can try to claim it's not anymore, but it still is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody that wants to chop off their arm because they feel like they would rather only have one arm. That's a mental disorder. Right. Same thing. If you want to chop off another body part, it's right. still a mental disorder. Right. And you um, shouldn't want to mutilate yourself for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're in the sp- <laughs> we're two days away from Halloween as we're recording this episode, but this is something that people do once a year. Like, you identify as a superhero because that's your favorite person, but at the same time, you have grown men like you and I going around who are changing their body parts and just want the world to be accepting of that. I, I just find it very hard for people to swallow that pill. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, and I think a lot of it does boil down to mental illness just like you said a minute ago it is and it's not a winning issue i know they you know the democrats want it to be a winning issue they want to you know push this stuff and the biggest thing is they started coming for our kids and they're never going to win on that right it's our kids to raise how we see fit not not the teachers not the government nobody it it, they're our kids yeah i was listening to a uh, podcast last week i think it was down i think it was houston texas there was a um a drag show mm. where there was a man you know, dressed up as a woman, little kids in the background um, providing tips. I mean, this is grown yeah. men dressed up as women out there. I mean, dancing to a very explicit uh, lyrics to songs, and this, there's kids around. Um, yeah, it's basically know, a strip show, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it, his word for it was child abuse, and I, there's mm. no other word for it. Yeah. Um, you and know, it would be no different even if it was a a heterosexual 
strip show. You, know, you don't have children Correct. involved in that, that sort of behavior. Yeah. And, you know, he brought up a good point, too. He said, you know, if somebody found me in the strip club and my six-year-old, I, DSS would be called social services saying, come get this kid away. This yeah. guy, he's in here in a bar with, with strippers out here butt naked in front of me. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, but yet it's okay to be exploited by all that in these uh, shows or whatever. As so long as it's LGBT, it, whatever the acronym I is mean, now. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's a culture issue. And like I said, it, it's being brought up um, quite often. Like you said, they know our, the kids now are impressionable and they know they can get them at a young age. And like I said, they, they absorb everything like a sponge and they know if they can get them early to, you know, put that doubt in their mind or not put the doubt in the mind, then that's, that's where they're going to get it at. And it amazes me too, the fact that they've convinced you know, obviously people on the left, but the parents that a child can make that decision for themselves, yep. that a, you know, four five, six, seven, even 12, 13, 14 year old kid can make any decision for themselves right. and be right. be right on it. You know, well, we even saw, I mean, was it a couple of years ago, they were doing the Tide Pod Challenge at 16, right. you know, yeah. and they were still trying to encourage 16 year olds to go out there and vote. They said, yeah. well, they're smart enough to go out and vote and make the um, choice for themselves. Well, they're out there eating Tide Pods and licking <laughs> ice cream and punching old folks walking up the street. So, I mean, literally licking doorknobs during COVID. Licking doorknobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very, um, it, it's very disturbing. And like I said, if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it. I think you can probably download it on Amazon too, but it's um, very eye opening to what's going on out here. And there's people, I mean, who are way older than Timothy and I and they're doctors and they cannot define what a woman is. Yeah. Um, anything and else? A, a lot of those, the doctors that they interviewed on there too. I mean, the, the one who is a transgender himself, I guess, but, um, just talking about mutilating kids, like it's nothing, you know, doing all these surgeries on, on yeah. little, you know, I think he said the youngest one he had done it on was 16. 16. Yeah. I saw that. On but, there. I mean, the, the thought of doing that to a 16 year old kid, not, yeah. you know, I mean, it's an experimental surgery. Nobody yeah. knows what the outcome is other than the ones that we've seen. And obviously they interviewed that one trying to detransition, but I mean, it's too late for her. Well, they were discussing too, I think the suicide rates were way higher for these people yeah. who had the surgeries done and they end up regretting it. They said within 10 years, the suicide rate's so much higher for those people who do that. That's the problem. I mean, when you do something like that, if you do regret it, there's no turning back. Yeah. You know, there's no... Yeah. There's no putting it back on after you get rid of it. Right. You know, so, right. I mean, you know, um, the humorous part of that uh, documentary was the guy that owned the Star Wars store. <laughs> and I don't know if it was a, 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 I think it was a town council member who was transgender. It was a man who it was in a transition, turned himself into a woman, walked in and go watch it on YouTube. It's an all out brawl. I mean, not brawl, but they're going back and forth, but clearly he has a picture on his door stating, if you're, if you have a dick, you're not a chick. And they interviewed him and he's like, personally, I don't care about your opinion. And it's, 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 it's my store. It's my opinion. I'm like, he, I think he was in his seventies. Yeah. He's just like, I'm old. I don't care. I don't have time for all this. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was funny that that was the, the first thing he said, you know, Matt asked him, you know, well, why do you feel this way? Well, I've just got common sense, I guess, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's, the only uh, answer for this, you know? You know, and 
we live in America. We are one of the freest countries out there, if not the most freest country, you know, in the world. And you have a right to do things, certain things. But when it comes to the education of our children, if you want to go out there and chop your dick off and you want to turn yourself into a man, by all means, go ahead. If you want to be gay, you want to be queer, go ahead. But all this stuff should not be forced down children's throats. Right. And that, that's the biggest thing. I mean, what you do as an adult, your decision, who cares? You know, I, I don't like, I mean, but whenever you start putting it in front of kids, when it's, you know, you're letting these people teach your kids, they're going to teach that ideology. And I they say that for heterosexual know. couples, too. Exactly. You know, I don't care. We don't, our kid, your kids don't need to know what you did last night in your bedroom. Yeah, groomers are groomers, regardless yeah, of what. Yeah, regardless of what your orientation yeah. is. I mean, it's, you're there for school. I mean, sex education has always been taught. You learn about basics and biology and stuff like that. Public school is a little bit right. more um, open about it. But, you know, your your primary functions in school is to learn to get educated. And, uh, you know, I just think they've taken it to the extreme now. They just bit by bit. They just yeah. every year something else keeps getting added in there. And it's, uh, you know, you got to think about your kids. Oh, yeah, you do. And, I mean, it's not just, you know, back when we were in school, obviously they had, you know, the biology classes and stuff, but those all started when you were in, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. They didn't start when you were five or six years old. You know, that's, that's a whole different matter. And now the books that they're putting in these schools, I mean, I know you can go on YouTube and just pull up some of these, the parents reading these books to the school boards. Right. And they're having to basically bleep out the entire thing just to be able to put it on YouTube because it's, it's just nothing but sexually explicit stuff. Well, that's and, what Courtney was saying. It, it's considered explicit if they read it out loud, but right. yet you can go check those books out at the kids' yeah, library. The at kids school. can read them themselves, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's okay. Yeah, um, so it's 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 a double-edged sword. It's a double standard. It is. It's um it's one of those issues, but uh, I mean it it really comes down to obviously you know the schools too. I mean obviously the Department of Education, in my opinion, it needs to be shut down you know across the board, but it's also running. In our districts, you know, school board, all these local elections, they matter. A lot right. of people don't think local elections matter, but they matter a lot more because no, that's where all this yeah. stuff is getting through. And I tell people, too, I was like, go to your city council meetings, town right. meetings to find out because you may claim you're Republican, Democrat and have none of those right. uh, beliefs at all as far as, you know, yeah, what, and they're, what they stand for. Basically, I mean, even in our, our county um, here, um, I mean, you can look it up, Richland County, but... I mean, they were they were able to sneak through a, an entire re, rezoning um, of everything in the county just because nobody's paying attention, you know. Right. And they were able to sneak that through well, without anybody pee. even talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's pitiful though that we haven't paid enough attention. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Sure. You know, I mean that that changed me for sure. You know, local elections matter, and we have to start paying attention to them because that's where we're getting taxed the most. That's where all of this stuff happens, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I, I think I reiterated it uh, a couple podcasts ago, but a lot of people asked me why I started this podcast. And I was very furious and upset what happened in 19 and 20 with these mandates and all that. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, this is kind of my way of giving back and, and just trying to put stuff out there to make you think. Because like I said, people... We were bombarded by social media and TV every day, and the news only wants us to see what they want us to see. Everybody knows that. So if they know they can keep replaying things, you know, 
uh, I'm in favor of this. Everybody makes promises during the election time. Politicians oh, yeah. going to be your best friend. They'll kiss, like I said, they'll kiss your baby, shake your hand. They're going to promise you the world to get that vote. Yeah. So, like I said, look at their track record. Um, and, you know, uh, I keep alluding back to Courtney, but she's with the she deals a lot with the uh, education problems in the schools. But even, you know, get involved, go to your school meetings, find out what's going on, because this garbage is being taught. I remember she was saying, too, that uh, they're asking kids as early as like 12 and 13 about their first sexual experiences when they go to school now. So it's uh, getting younger and younger. They're indoctrinating these kids at a young age. Like I said, they know they can get in their minds at that early age. So beware of what your kids are reading, um, get educated, get informed. Um, anything else about the documentary that sticks out? Yeah. Just, um, like I said, the entire thing, I mean, just the fact that people are so scared, most of those women he, he interviewed on the street, they knew what a woman was. They just didn't want to say say nothing. They were scared to say it because they were scared of the backlash, you know? And that that's we've got to stop being fearful of what people are going to say about it because they're going to say it anyway. Well, and even the doctors, they're scared too much of their status. They even yeah. they know. And that he uh, was that a professor of some school it was like the, the the Institute of Learning or something. And he got all offensive about it and wanted to end the interview. And he's like, I'm just asking a basic question. He's like, I'm coming to the school of knowledge. You're supposed to have the knowledge and education, but yet you can't tell me this. Uh, and it, it's a question, like I said, he knows the answer to it. He just, he's scared, you know, and, yeah. and that's what it boils down to. Some of these people are true believers. The rest of them are just scared to say anything. Sure. Well, um, I pack no punches. I always lay my cards on the table. Um, I'll go ahead and put it out there for anybody listening. I, I believe there's two genders. If you have a penis, you're a male. If you have a vagina, you're a female. There is that small percentage who has both, and I think people have taken and run with that to uh, create something totally different. Um, but uh, that's my take on it, yeah. Timothy. And my, I mean, my wife's a Nikki nurse. She, you know, she's seen that obviously for real um, with the. But there, there's still a clearly defined gender, even in that, even sure. in that child. There's still chromosomes. There's still either XX or XY. There, you still know what gender that person sure. is regardless. Sure. Yeah. So. It's, um, uh, <laughs> the rate we're going, I mean, <laughs> gender reveals, that's, that's going to be a thing of the past now because you don't want to be offended. You watch, it's going to happen. Uh, not that I really, yeah. Yeah. Those gender reveals never I, really did much for I, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand, understand what happened when you just go to a hospital and find out what it is. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, that's right. a, that was a girl thing anyway, I think. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good time to, you know, eat a lot of food. But yeah. other than that, it's, uh, I, I don't understand it either. I'm, it's a won't. It's pretty loud where you're at here. It is. The road's <laughs> a pretty good ways away. But it's still, yeah, we're it's recording still. at, we're pretty close to a roadway. It's kind of like the, when I do in my office sometimes, but these microphones are very sensitive. So uh, I apologize for the background noise when you listen to this episode. Um yeah, so that's pretty much all I had for today. Um, Timothy, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Um, if you're in the area, Richland County, um, Woodsmoke Family Campground, Timothy's the owner of that, him and his wife. Um, good fishing, uh, clean environment, good place for you to come camp out with your family maybe one weekend. You got a tent, camper, come on, come check in, check them out, uh, Woodsmoke Family Campground. Definitely. 
All right, that's going to wrap it up. Again, if you like what you hear, please share with your family, friends, and coworkers. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, that's where we're at. Uh, if you're interested in a t-shirt, send me a message on the Instagram page, and I will make contact with you to get that arranged to get you a t-shirt. We have small to extra, extra large. Continue to send me the pictures of you putting your shopping carts back. I've had very few people send me pictures of the potholes. If you are a South Carolina resident, you know how bad the potholes are in the state. Uh, still trying to figure out what my 1% tax goes to. But if you see a pothole, they do cause damage to vehicles. So if you see one, send me a picture on the Instagram page. Put the address on there, hashtag SCDOT, Huff and Stuff Podcast, and I will call the DOT to try to get those repaired so we can avoid less collisions on the roadways. That's going to wrap it up. Again, uh, show support for our military, our first responders, our mom and pop businesses, veterans. Uh, continue to re-rack your weights, put your shopping carts back, and we will see you on the next episode. Y'all take care. Be blessed. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the show. You survive. Apply if necessary. Remember to put your shopping cart back where it belongs. Re-rack your weights. And don't be a lab rat. And no is still an answer. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, be blessed.